Want him put on that dress that all the bad boys like I know your daddy ain't home so ride with me tonight You always wind up here in a puddle of tears Them boys are out and they're angry and they're looking for blood In the back of a blue old pickup truck You've got no... Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Doghouse my man Jimmy Rogers is in the is in the game today. What's up, Big Daddy? Oh man, back back on the road, right where I'm supposed to be, I guess. Absolutely, I'm man. Tra- traveling home from a hunt test, me and, <laughs> and our boy Tyler went down there to Bay Area. Hey, Gutted him this weekend. Gutted him. Gutted him. <laughs> no, man, we <laughs> we had a lot of fun. That club treated us great, man. If you get an opportunity to go run an HRC test. Bay Area, I highly recommend. Great people. They put on a heck of a show down there. And man, the weather, unbelievable. Goodness gracious. I'm I'm burned up from uh, uh, the sun down there, man. I can't believe how hot it was this weekend for February. Uh, water was nice. It was good. It was a good time. And trying to get home, get back on these dogs. What you up to, Adam? Not much. Hey, the first thing I done this morning was swim by on February the 20, whatever today is, 27, 28. Swim by was yeah. the first thing I done this morning at daylight. Is that crazy, man? Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh. Wonderful. Hey, I'll I'll take it. That, this is my dream right here. Duck season closes, warm up and train dogs. That's what I that's what I want to do. So <laughs> Could, it's working out good right now. Couldn't get no better. Couldn't get no that's better. Right. Uh Jim, yes. let's hey, well, well, let's let's save all the time for some real McCoy here. Cut all the bull crap. Tell everybody who brings the dog house and uh, let's get rolling, okay? Let's do it. Hey, Duck Dog Clothing, Miss Melissa out there for all your Duck Dog Clothing needs. Uh, podcast, uh, Doghouse Podcast gear. Y'all know. Go on, check her out. Help us out. Get your stuff there. Tong uh, uh, bumpers and wet butt mats. Best you can find. No uh, doubt. Ch- for sure. I'll go ahead and get Chaz Giles while I'm on here. GNG Motors, Columbia, Kentucky, Mahindra Dealer. See Chaz for all your big, small, huge tractors. He'll take care of you. And a big supporter of the podcast. He, he got him a dog that's running Masters, and he loves the stuff. So go ahead and see Chaz. Go ahead, Adam. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, we can't forget about Tetra Hearing Systems, Hear the Hunt. Um, you know, I ran blinds the other day. When, Lord knows I got a bunch of young dogs, and I blew 7,000 whistles. You know, and I, I, I really believe that helps my head keep from hurting, and it's saving my ears by wearing my Tetras during that. So, um, every day, absolutely. every day. So if you're gonna buy you a pair of those, man, be sure to mention the Doghouse podcast. You know, hashtag the Doghouse. I believe it is. Gets you. Uh, is it ten or fifteen percent off, Jim? Ten percent. Ten percent. They're gonna throw you a few little extras in there. Maybe mark your box up, put your name on it, whatnot. Those guys are great, man. They're serving a um, a great purpose outside of you know them trying to make a living. With this man, these guys care about people. And they care about the best interests of people. And I, I really like that, what Mr. Bill and them's got going over there. Um, and last but not least, Sullivan Motors, Collins, Mississippi, Chevrolet, GMC, BS delivers. He's on his way to deliver. Somebody won today. I talked to him. So, hey, if you need a ride, let old Blake bring you one to the house. There so, you go. Got there, that covered. There you go. And, and, Jim, if I cough a little bit, I want to apologize to everybody. I guess, I, you know, last week – I was doing a mark all the way across the place over at Mr. Horses where I had to go down and get in and and um, angle off of point, swim down the channel, and I was doing some puppies. And Mr. D, I didn't take my four-wheeler, 
we just were going to run just those dolls on that one trailer. And um, Mr. D was over there, and he forgot his radio. So instead of me walking him a radio around there, I just began to yell. And the wind was blowing like 40 miles per hour. I, mean, what? I, I lost my voice there, but I also think I may got something with the – NWTF I, funk or something going on too. I got a little cough and listen, man. Everybody I know's got to touch that right now. I just got over it after three weeks of coughing nonstop. And yeah, it's just part of it right now, man. That's I think I think it's just going around. So hopefully you get over it here soon. I know how it is. I've been there. Hundred percent. So hey, without further ado, Jim, I'm gonna let you introduce our our guest today. I'm pumped, man. I am stinking pumped. Let's get rolling. I am too, man. For this early in the year to dig into this kind of dog training and a dog guy like this, it's uh, I'm excited. I've been excited about getting him on here, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Brass. So, Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good, Jimmy. Adam, yes. How's everything? Hey, Ryan. I'm good, brother. I'm a hundred percent. I got this yeah, little snotty you. nose, bud, but it ain't slowed me down one tick. I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been hustling. No rest. No rest yeah, for the th- wicked. Thank <laughs> you for coming on with us, man. I know you're busy and. You got a lot going on down there, but we uh we 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 like hearing from guys like you that's that's been there and done that, man. It helps us out and helps these yeah. people are listening out. So let's uh let's get started. We'll we'll just start off by Brian Brasso. Tell us about yourself, where you started at and who you are, and, where uh, you from where and, you got to. Yeah. Where you from and all that stuff. Well, I grew up in uh Bro Bridge, Louisiana. South Louisiana boy, born and raised. Uh, and you know, duck hunting down here is is a religion. So it's it's kind of hard to grow up down here without seeing it, especially you know in the in the eighties and nineties. Uh, but I originally started with horses. You know, uh, when I was a kid, my grandfather had horses and cattle, and we used the horses. And even growing up in high school, rode quite a bit, and uh, just had an infatuation, you know, with animals and working with animals. And it, but it started with horses. Uh, probably I want to say in peewee football, and I don't remember which grade it was, but I remember practicing peewee football in Brobridge at Park Hardy. And there was a man out there with a black Labrador and he was on the field next to us. And he was running at the time. I didn't know what it was, but he was doing a double T and he'd blow the whistle. And I remember getting cracked a few times because I wasn't paying attention to playing football. I was watching that dog. <laughs> and I couldn't believe what the dog was doing, you know. And and, and I, I want to say I was in the sixth grade. And after practice, I asked my dad. And he said, well, hell, I know that man well. So we went over there and started talking to him. And my dad wasn't a big duck hunter. Uh, and this guy, from that day kind of forward, He'd pick me up on the weekends, take me to the duck camp, take me duck hunting. He'd pick me up, we'd go train his dogs, you know. So I got introduced to it really young. And then from that point forward, I'd find dogs in the ditch, or I'd tell my mother I found them in the ditch. I'm sure she'll listen to this and find out. But I was constantly bringing dogs home. I mean, it it, it started there, you know. I remember a little yellow bitch that I had gotten from a friend, and I was working at the time. I was in high school. Anyway, I was coming home from work and I stopped and picked a puppy up and then I rolled her in the mud and brought her home. I told my mother, I said, look at what I found on the way home from work. I mean, I, I used to do that all the time. <laughs> so, um, and I started out in HRC because uh, the guy I was talking about, Mr. Charlie Thibodeau, he was in HRC and I met Mr. Ed Thibodeau. 
was my first job training dogs was through Ed. I think I was 19 or 20. And then from Mr. Ed, I went to work for Danny Farm. And I, and, uh, I got a real education about, you know, all age dogs, <laughs> the way that, the way those trucks work. Um, and, and I say an education, we constantly get an education, but it was an eye opening experience. Yeah, that's that's kind of like caliber. Harvard type caliber you know, of education and, when it comes to dogs. Yeah. And, and, you know, he would talk and I'd listen, you know, and, and, and we still really good friends today. I mean, if I have a question, I call him, he's going to talk to me for an hour. About it. So, you know, I have a great resource of a lot of people to talk to and, and I'll tell you some advice for people starting out. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I mean, even if you think it's stupid, uh, I'm telling you, the guys have been doing this a long time. There's no stupid question because they have seen things and they scratching their head about it. <laughs> you know, as, as you're talking to them, they're questioning something they did that day. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, Ryan, we, t- we talked to a lot of people, you know, on here, d- different trainers and, and all kinds of different levels. And, uh, and if from guys running like yourself, it's made, Buku all age dogs to guys doing master test or whatever. And, and everybody's learned from somebody. It seems like, you know, mm-hmm. nobody that I know has figured this out solely on their own. It's all come yeah. from. Yeah, and that's, somebody you know, teaching. It, it, I think it starts out with, with talented people. I mean, it, this is definitely an art and there are certain things that I think people can, that certain have a gift of just kind of walking in the shoes of an animal. Or kind of understanding what they're feeling. I couldn't agree you know? more. And, and and those guys are going to be better at this than than guys that kind of don't have that. And and you get somebody with that kind of talent, and you give them the right technique, you save a decade of working, right? Because that guy that guy would eventually figure it out. But it, but if you could show him and say, "Hey, look at this," and that guy's going to see it quick, <laughs> and he goes, "Yep, that's the most efficient way to do this." And at the same time, I promise you. The really good ones are always testing those things. Like they're they're seeing if they're still true. Mm-hmm. I was out there doing your drill last week, Jimmy. I mean, uh, Jane, you know, I, I I that drill I saw I listened to it on the podcast. I had never done the the uh wide drill. The wide drill. Mm-hmm. And I went and played with it and I kind of tinkered around with it, you know. So I that's kind of how I've done things and then but I think that everyone that's really good at this, the end result looks the same. It's because they kind of can understand what the dog's telling them. And the guys that can, and women, I, I, some of the better ones I've ever seen are, are ladies. But they can kind of, I think they have an innate ability to, to, to look at another being and kind of try to empathize with them, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and that might not be a great word, but be able to walk in their shoes and, and, and them say, hey, look, man, I'm a little uneasy about this. I don't really know what's going on. And then being able to recognize that on the fly and go, okay, let's, we got to readjust. Cause that's dog training every day. Mm. You know, that's, that's, that's what you're doing. Yes. Um, so preach brother. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I, I hate to slow you down. I told Adam, I, I told Adam, I said, we ain't got to worry about Ryan. He, when he brings it, it's going to be broad. He, he, yeah, well, he, we, and we talked about if you had a video element, anybody that knows me, my hands would have been rattling. I mean, it, it, I'll have dogs going automatic swim by bird boys will shoot, and I'm just explaining something. So <laughs> I can get a little expressive. 
so what what are you doing now, right? Let's talk a little bit about you. You left you left Danny and then you come up. And yeah, I, I left Danny in, uh, in 08, and I moved back to Louisiana and, and opened up the kennel here and uh, ran it as an all-age kennel up until last year, 21, 22, 22. Yep. Um, and then I got off the road, and I took a, a what I would call a real job um, for the last or well, for a year, and then uh, we I've decided to come back and i'm i've got a, about a half a dozen right now i'm going to try to get to about a dozen just doing basics or problems um and staying at home no traveling just just working out the kennel so i'd imagine i'll be doing a lot of basics which is good i, I enjoy training you yes. know and, yes. and, and that's meat and potatoes training you know you get to watch the dogs learn in a in a quicker fashion than all age dogs, you know, you, all age dogs, you're polishing this thing, and, and sometimes uh, you have to take a step back to see your improvements. You know, you have to walk away and get at a different vantage point to see what you've done with a five year old in the last six months. Whereas mm-hmm. these babies here, I can I can see progress in six days. You know, chunk chunk kind of a different, yeah. It, it's just a different thing, you know, and, but I enjoy it, you know, and, uh, I like teaching dogs and, and even in, in my new, my new, um, venue here, I, I do have some coaching groups too, which is a lot of fun. I, I always enjoyed coaching amateurs, you know, and I took pride in my amateurs being good, you know, and showing up and they could win and take the same dogs that I won with and win, you know, that's, that to me was is what Labradors should do, what all retrievers should do. It shouldn't matter who's running them, you know. And 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 if that problem, if the person running them is having a problem, you know, it's our job to figure out why, you know, and maybe give them some insight, you know, because it's not just the dogs. We gotta we gotta coach them too. Absolutely. You have to learn how to run them. I can give you the keys to to a race car, but if you don't know how to drive a standard, you're gonna be in trouble, and it's not gonna be a lot of fun. I, I did a um, I last the past national and the national before the match national. I had a clients. I've had clients handle their dogs and pass them. That's as rewarding as passing Good. nine or oh, ten myself. It, and I tell you, it's job security because if they're having fun, you know, they're coming back. <laughs> yes, and, right. and what more fun is it to get up there and do that, to accomplish that? You know? And you're you. a big part of it, and, and you should put a feather in your hat for that. I think. As pros, that we need to teach our handlers and our amateurs because that's the only way this game is going to go. You know, yeah. if you don't have them, we don't have it. And they have to, you know, and, and it's going to be better for the dogs. It's better for everybody. Just like the hunt test game has grown this sport because people stay in it all year. It's not just, you know, six weeks for hunting season. Here we go. We're going to go whip on old Fido. <laughs> and try to get him ready. You know what I mean? It's yep. not that anymore. It's the serious stuff, and people take a lot of pride in caring their dogs, and they do it all year now. You know, well, and that we we've talked about that, Ryan. I think you know, uh, duck hunting isn't what it used to be for a lot of folks. But what they right. figured out is they actually like the dogs as much or more than duck hunting, and right. that they that's what got a lot of people into this. And that's reason there's eleven hundred dogs showing up to our master national. You know, and that's it's you know it's something we complain about it, and, and but one day it might not be there, you know, and and then we're gonna be. Oh, no, that's right. So that's it, right. It, it's all a good thing. 
Yeah. When, when I when I met you, I think it's been two years ago. I've been what twenty one. Uh, that spring you come up to Phil Highs where I get to train at Dr. Highs, and mm-hmm. I met you there. I mean, you had a truckload of top notch dogs. I mean, some like you know one hundred and fifty to two hundred point all age dogs. And then to step away from that, you know, can we, can we talk about that a little bit? You sure, know, because you, sure. you were, you were hammering it, you know, at that time. So, yeah, yeah, we were, I, we were going out of both ends for sure. As hard as you could yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. we, I had some good dogs, you know, we had a yeah. pretty good truck that year. Yeah. Oh, and, had and, a good then, year. And, and to step away from that, let's talk, you know, what, what, yep. what was kind of the reasoning? Was you burn out or was it just, no, you know, I, or, yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't say it's burnout. You know, this is what I am. And I've figured that out, you know, here in the last year and a half. There's no doubt about it. You know, uh, the first month of my new job, I had a a private group. I mean, we were training. I trained, I think, four days. And it's just kind of gone from there. And and so uh, to say I ever got away from it would probably be a a lie. Uh, but, But... the main thing is, is I had two young boys and, and I needed to be home. So I figured the way it's set up now is the best of both worlds. You know, I can train my dogs and try to train my kids. I think I'm a better dog trainer than a kid trainer, but I'm trying hard. That's for sure. I understand um, that completely. That's admirable, man. That's, you know, because a lot of people wonder, you know, that you see somebody like you yeah, yeah. Uh, step away from, from you know, Frazier, uh, Clooney, he. Jack, good. I mean, you, you know, you, you were running some monsters. Good dogs. Some know, tanks. Good dogs. Good dogs. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, and, I, and look, I I still think about my all of them great dogs and dogs that I've run, and, you know, they still with me. It, it yes, you know, and, and, you know, one day when the kids are grown, or let's say one of them boys says, hey, Dad, I want to get a derby dog. You'll see me on the field truck. <laughs> but uh right. and, and my 14 year old daughter she's showing some interest um she's already run some field trial she used to run she had a little derby dog that her and jim dorbeck co-owned and i think she placed the little bitch two or three times um i think she was in the sixth grade wow, and wow. she's gonna yeah she's gonna take a few dogs during the summers um in high school and kind of building doing some obedience and basics maybe in college kind of get started something she wants to do a little bit of so that'll be fun and 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 i would imagine if she gets a good one she go run a field trial she likes to compete oh yeah she likes showing the dogs she likes showing the horses that be for you to get to oh it'd be great and i could just sit in a truck and critique and never have to get up there and prove it that's right yes sir yeah and what a great partner on a dog mr norback he's one of my favorites oh they 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 had a lot of fun with old lily Oh yeah, yeah. He's a he's a. You know what they did? Sophie Sophie ran her, I think, three times and placed her, and Jim ran her once and placed her, and then I took her to one trial, and I got a reserve jam, and they both questioned me like, "What did I do wrong?" (laughs) 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 And the judge, (laughs) yeah, that's what they said. Sophie said, "Well, what happened?" I remember she got off of school. It was a Friday and run the derby, and uh. It was that evening, you know, and we were talking. She, she said, uh, she took the phone from her mom, wanted to know how her dog did. And I said, well, she got a reserve jam. She said, what happened? <laughs> that was her question. I said, I got a new client. Look at this. I really want to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Oh. 
hey, hey, Ryan. <laughs> Yep. I, I feel like one of the hardest things about what I do is maintaining balance between my two beautiful little girls, my beautiful wife, and then working and and that drive that that we have to be successful, you know, keeping all that in balance and in check. You know, and, and people say, well, if you're going to be great, you can't be – you have to be unbalanced to the work. That's not necessarily true. What What's your thoughts on the balance in that deal? It, it, it's tough. You know, it's really hard uh, – when you campaigning dogs and, and you know, when I was on the, on the road, we run 20 to 24 trials a year. And then two nationals, you know, the nationals would be a couple of weeks at a time mm-hmm. away from home. And, and when we go to a trial to leave Thursday, a lot of times it's coming back late Sunday night, early Monday morning, you know, driving all night, you know, and, it's tough. I mean, and I wasn't the best at it. I can tell you that when I was doing it, because there's times in my life where I could go a month at a time and just think back on what the hell did I just do? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was I was looking forward and, you know, um, I guess as you get older and, and you, you see some mistakes you made and you try to do better, you know, and, and um, but but it's it's hard. You, you definitely, I, I, you know. The best advice I could give you is when you're home, be home. Hmm. You know, when you're with them, be with them. Take your phone, put it away. That's so hard you know, to do, be, but that's so true. Be with them. Um, and, and look, my boys now, they force me. Like, if I'm if I'm not paying attention, there's going to be blood. I mean, you have to. It's 100% <laughs> focus because, it, you know, they demand it. And, and, you know, and I think, too, I kind of notice the kids, they'll notice when their parents are on the phone not paying attention. I, I kind of see that now. Um, you know, I, I think you just have to work at it, and, and it's not easy for sure. But it also can be very rewarding because, you know, if you're passionate about what you're doing all day and you take that same passion and be a dad, you know, raise a family, you, you're going to be successful. Not saying you're not going to, you're going to make mistakes, but you know, when you got try, you're going to get up and do it again and you'll get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, but you got to make the time. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I ain't going to tell you it's easy, but it can be done. Be where your feet no are is the number one thing I took from there. When you're at home, What's that? be where yeah. your feet be are. Be at home. Be at home with them. I mm-hmm. mean, if they with you, be with them. Um, yeah. Cause, cause look, I've done it. You know, you're not at home and I'm worried about what was happening at the dang field trial. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You well. know, that's what I'm talking about. So, you, you know, you just gotta, and sometimes it's hard to do, but you gotta do it. There's only one shot. And I watched, I got one twenty-one, and my youngest is four. So I've got them all through the, uh, through the gauntlet. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I think it takes a, a lot of courage to do what you've done, and I'll tell you what, I'm proud of you. Um, well, yeah, I appreciate I'm it. I'm glad I, to you hear know, it. You know, yeah. it, it, I've had a lot of fun. i tell you that much. The Dodgers, the T-ball team's fixing to get cranked up. So I can coach <laughs> dogs during the day and little people in the evenings, and i tell you, I'm having a blast doing it, man. I'm having a blast. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. Good deal. We, we appreciate that. Let's uh, let's talk a little dog training. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, before we talk dog training, oh. talk about yep. a couple of dogs. The uh, oh, yeah, 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 the Ollies, the Clooney's, uh, yeah. the uh, the Jacks, and some of those dogs you've touched. 
Oof. I want to. I want to hear about some of that before we get in. I've been fortunate, you know. I, I, we could go back to when I was with Danny. So many of those great dogs that were there, and, and all the way up to the last bunch. I mean, like one of the coolest things that I can remember was running Ollie and Fraser at the same time. Now, you know what I mean. You got one that's got over two hundred points, another one's one hundred fifty. They're running together, father son. You know that was a pretty neat deal, and both running strong i mean they, ali was still running and running well and frazier was coming into his prime and they got to fight each other you know that you don't see that too often every weekend father son running against each other when when ali towards the end of his career when frazier was still running i mean ali was running and frazier that was a fun time um ali was i mean we don't everybody's probably seen him he was as good as what it looked like there's no doubt about it he was uh he was if you were going to war and you needed one, that was the one you'd bring. He he was not a prima donna. He was always I mean, towards the end, even older to get anything out of him, you had to work him a little bit because that's what he was. You know, he he put on a hard hat every day, mm. put on a tool belt, and he went to work. I love even at a ten year old. I mean, that's just what he was. Um, when you said that get anything out of him, you had to work him. You talking about he? Hey, well, what I mean, just he had to go do something because yeah. if he sat on the truck, if you were trying to save his legs, you know, because he was older, and I mean, what the hell are you going to teach him? It's mainly just making him happy and getting his brain right to run. Well, he still had to run a little bit, even at ten, which is very rare. You know, the week he's going to run. A lot of older dogs, you just save their legs for the event. You know, you do your training the week prior to that. Uh, and, and they had just kind of hold them in shape. But but him, he had to go. You had to challenge his brain. He, he wanted to go to work. You know, he, he was just that way. Uh, I love it. Would he have been the top one that you, you've ever run? Would he be your what you'd consider your top runner of all time? I would say he was, yeah, he, he, he was so dang true. Now I tell you, there was another dog that I loved. And it, uh, when I worked for Danny and his name was Norman, uh, true Mark storm and Norman. Yeah. He was him. probably one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> he, I, I want, I, when Norman was a baby, he was a two year old. I won 104 dog open. I was in Oklahoma. And Danny had sent me up there to run the truck. It was in the fall. We were road tired. Just got back from like Colorado, I believe. And he was like, here it is, buddy. You go ahead. So I take off. And I, and I mean, I think we have, I want to say I took 12 field champions out of 16 dogs to this field trial, you know, and I'm in my, I'm probably 25, 26 years old. And I go over there, and I lost every dog except for one in the first series. And the one that I got through was a two-year-old named Norman. And I called Danny that night. I was so damn upset, you know, about it. Just, you need to hide the knives, you know. And Danny's like, look, Ryan, it just takes one. And I'm, I said, well, yeah, I got one, but he's a baby. I mean, he's got yolk dripping off his ears. He said, but he's a good one. Trust me. <laughs> That's all he kept saying. He's a good one. Just, just trust him. And and I and I got through the blinds with him, and I remember uh, a big, big, big crosswind swim, and a big cold front was coming through. And I'm in the holding blind when the wind shifts out the north, and it's blowing 30 up there in Oklahoma. 
I mean, it's the white caps are coming over the dogs. The wind up there is incredible. Oh, it is unbelievable. And I think the closest dog to beach to where Norman beached at the bird was about a hundred yards. That's how far these dogs are getting blown off course. And it was a kind of swim that every competitor was honking their horn. I mean, like, Mitch Patterson was judging when I, if I'd see him today, he'd say, you remember that retreat Norman made? It was one of those things. And with the hair on my neck standing up right now, you know, uh, that kind of deal. And, 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 and from that, and then the next day, Norman goes out and wins the amateur with Mark Rosenberg the next day. At two. Oh, wow. Yep. Boy, he had a weekend. And well, you ain't yeah. kidding. And well, we just sat on the, on a, me and Mark, Mark sat on the, on the tailgate. And watched him run around drinking a beer that that evening. Just and you know the rest is history. What did he have? Yeah. Two hundred fifty, almost three hundred points. Maybe a, I don't know. He had a ton. I mean, he and he was that way from. He just when he took off, he took off, and you couldn't beat him. I mean, he was always yeah. hanging around. Mm. I, I wonder uh, what the record is for a, what do they call that double header winning both in the weekend. Oh yeah, two year old ever doing that? Oh yeah, I'm sure they've had them. The, yeah, the, you know. They, uh, the talented ones do that. They, what, uh, what, what does it take in a dog to go make that retrieve? What, what separated Norman 150 yeah, yards I, from everybody that, else? I think that's why we're all in wonder when it happens. I mean, I think we have an idea, right? But if we knew, we, I don't know if we'd get that excited <laughs> for what, or whatever. It's just in his nerve. It's in his blood. He has that much, you know, all the real good ones I've been around. They have that much desire to please. Like when dogs get, when they do it regularly over and over and over, I just have to believe at some point it becomes not about them and it's about us. Right. Like he knows that it makes, makes us happy. Right. Because eventually it'll hurt enough where he's like, you know, I've done it. I don't really, need to do it again but they just keep doing it mm. and and a lot of them do that right a lot of them kind of go you know i'm not enough i played out i'm done but the great ones don't they try until they can't go no more they they want to they in the truck want to go and they just their body won't let them but every day they wake up and they want to do it and I, I can we put our finger on that i wish you could uh, i think it's a blend of tractability and desire you know, it definitely it has to be both. Yeah. Because there's times there's times where you go, I know he's not doing it for them, just solely for them. Yeah. It's too hard. You know. Mm-hmm. Desire so, that heart, wanting that bird. I think it is because I've ways. had I've had them with lots of desire that were not good. You know that the desire actually hampered them, right? Yeah. So it can't be just desire, and you've probably seen that too, where. Their natural desire gets in the way mm-hmm. some of the times, right? Absolutely. So there's got to be something that blends with that because they got to be able to turn that off. And, and all the great ones can turn it off. You get them out of that situation and, and you'd swear that they were a doormat. They just kind of understand that, hey, this is not time to act crazy. Or, you know, it's, it's, they have a different air about them when you see them. And, and they, it's when they're little, too. You know, if you're fortunate enough to see them when they're small, and watch him develop. You'll remember, like you know, he was kind of that. He he'll watch things different than most puppies. You know, <laughs> I like a puppy to see something change, and they sit there and kind of look at it like, hey, that ribbon wasn't there before. 
right? That, those mm. puppies are inquisitive. They kind of understand something changed. Mm. Mm. Keep your eye on them. Yeah. That's the ones I like to watch. Um, no. But then, but then you get some that that don't think on a, on a super high level, but they just smart enough to keep doing. It, right? I, I think there's a it, there's a giant spectrum of dogs just like humans. You know, of certain different blends can work. You know, it, do, it doesn't have to be this way or the other. Right? I think good dog trainers adjust their style if they recognize talent, then they train that dog. Right, they, but you got to see that talent. You know, it's the great ones. You see it, and then it, and it's our job to enhance that, right, and 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 try to show that without stepping on his toes and 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 making him unnatural, right? That's the that's the art. That's the art, and it's hard to do that. It's impossible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's one something. <laughs> I get more nervous on that dog when I recognize I'm like, oh boy, this is this ain't no joke. Yes, this this one's for real. It's almost a little more. I say I get nervous, but you get a little more intimidating. Cautious. Yeah, right. because you, you're like, you, oh gosh. I'm well, but if this. you think about it, if you think about this, let's take old old Ollie. You can make a ton of mistakes, and you know what? The next day, if you say, hey buddy, I'm sorry, we're gonna do it this way now. He's gonna say, yes sir, boss, I forgive you. And a great dog has to forgive you Mm -hmm. because look, man, I make mistakes every day. And if I make mistakes, most people are going to make mistakes and the dog's got to be a little forgiving of us, but we got to recognize when we've made a mistake and show them, Hey, this wasn't right. We're going to do it this way now. And And, and they recognize that. Trust me. They, they with you every day, man. They, they, they better people, trainers and readers than we are dog trainers and dog readers. Uh, yeah. By far, you know, words lie. They don't lie. There's no word in, in their language that can lie. Yeah. The only thing that lies is humans when we start talking. Because our body could say one thing and our mouth will say another, but they're not listening to your lying mouth. They're watching mm. you. And they're good at that, too, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm. They, know, they know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Know, this is so good. Just like, you know, you, yeah, you got in a bad way. That morning before you walked out the house, the last thing you do is touch a rope. And I, Danny used to tell me that all the time. He said he would say that leash is a direct line to your soul. They know what you're feeling, how you're feeling. So don't you know? If you don't want them to know, don't let them see it. And that's part of training. You can't be very emotional when you train them. You know, I think if we could build a robot, they would train dogs way better than we would because they consistently do the same things every day. Mm. And leave the right? emotions or the bad feelings out. None of that. That's right. They're taking all that away so the dogs can learn quicker yeah. because they're not being emotional about it. You know, and, and I think as a tip for training, especially doing obedience and doing yard work, it's very important because it's so personal. You know, you can get away with it with a truck of all age dogs and you're doing a water blind, right? You know, but when 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 every rep was within five yards of you, man, they know what you ate for breakfast. You know, yeah. so you got to bring it every day and you got to mean it. And when you say good dog, they got to, it has to mean good dog. Yeah. Just like when you say bad dog, it's got to mean bad dog. Yeah. yeah, and that, that's their truth, right? That's that's not lying to them, and, and that's when they wag their tails because it's consistent, right? They understand. It's very simple for them to understand that. 
it's when we muddy the water, it gets cross-threaded and the tails quit wagging, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm captivated. Yeah. I am too. I am too, man. It's, that's the, that's so the type good. of stuff that just amazes me, the things that, you know, I, I've seen it, but it's just hard to recognize a lot of that if you don't, you know, if you don't know what to recognize. But when when you do recognize it, man, your eyes will open up like, right. wow. And, and it should be, you know, when you're watching somebody that's good at it, it should be hard to recognize. It shouldn't be, it should be very subtle. You know, the best handlers that I've been around are always the best dog trainers too. I mean, because they very subtle and their communication skills are the best. They are elite of people that can talk to animals. They can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get around guys like that and people like that, you will learn. I mean, it's just no way not to, right? And, and everybody's got their own little stamp, you know. There's there's some science to this stuff, but but most of it is art. And, and, and in every artist, there's a technique I could teach you, right, on how to paint this certain style. And you're still going to have your little touch, right, your Rembrandt. So every dog that I've trained, that's what I'm looking at. This is a canvas to me. This is my... This is my way to express things, right? It's through the him. And I molded. I taught him everything he knows, bad and good, right? So, and that's how I look at training. Every one of them. And in the end, I want them to all work the same, right? Like, I want to hand you a remote control car and say, hey, when you press this button, this is what's going to happen, right? I, I want that, that to be predictable. You know, but to do that, you have to, make each dog understand it in a certain way. Some of, you know, 80% of them are going to be similar, all the same. There's always that, those oddballs, right? The, the, and, and, and I've had some really good ones that weren't necessarily, you couldn't train them real conventional, right? Mm-hmm. The, and they were great dogs. You know, just a different type of dog. Just a little weird in ways. Yeah, and weird or just like maybe maybe a human hadn't trusted this dog, right? Like, You'd be amazed that when a dog learns to trust you, what they'll do. And like, you'll see a whole different dog. It doesn't even look like the same dog. Yeah. That, and that old dog is gone forever in my mind. Like I don't see him again. We have a new, and that's the beauty of dogs, man. Like how awesome would it be if you go wake up and every day is a new day? Like, you know, you, you, the new challenges, if, if you go at them differently and somebody shows you a way to look at it differently and, and and you can build trust. That's how dogs live every day. You know, they're not thinking about the mistakes they made a month ago. They're not thinking about two weeks from now, right? They're living right now. And, they, you know, as a dog trainer, you have to kind of train them that way. You can't, we, we always, we always kind of, we're looking forward to mold this dog into this thing, you know, and I'm, looking at a six-month-old puppy, what I'm trying to accomplish at four, right? So I'm looking at a long game. But I have to also, when I train that dog, I have to be present, just like we talked about with those kids, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I got a rope in my hand, I can't be thinking about the entering the hunt test. I got to be focused on what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, hey, developing that trust, I mean, is it built off success or is it built off – I think Failure? I think it could be built off of both. I mean, I think once a, I've had some, I've had a dog who who I really enjoyed, and I enjoy 
I enjoyed fixing him and he learned more by failing and it not getting to be awful. Like he so what, you're saying, what he had problems is he he would have problems in failure because he was afraid to fail. Because of the consequence. Because of the consequence. Gotcha. But he wasn't even really thinking about what he was doing because he was just more worried about what was going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. So then he just kind of would would offer a behavior that he thought would get him out of trouble or it would help him, you know. And that's really what they do. Like, you know, popping is a behavior that he that they're offering. Because they don't know what else to do, right? Right. Yeah. And, um, and so that, it's our that job. Dog, to that dog he's talking about, Adam, went from not not doing well at all to winning and qualifying yeah, for nationals right. in, in a twelve month period mm-hmm. with an amateur and an amateur handler being able to do and an amateur handler have, living his dream with it. All right, I, uh, I know what dog right. you're talking about now. And he was he, uh, you know, and that. It's kind of dog like if I look at him, if I'd have had him from a puppy, he would have never had a bad. It would have never happened. And it was just he didn't trust people. And it it took me a long time to let him understand. Like he would get uncomfortable when he would get in a bad way. Right. Like he if he didn't find a bird real quick, you can see the panic start. Right. You know, and he was just waiting for me to handle him or blow up or whatever. And. And I would just make him offer any behavior he would offer that was positive. And then eventually, once he realized that I don't care how stupid you act, as long as these certain rules are met, there's no wrong answer. But you got to give me an answer, right? You can't just look at me. You got to give me an answer. And eventually, just reprogrammed him to offer behaviors. And then once you start succeeding in those behaviors, well, guess what that does? It just builds success, right? Mm-hmm. He he started having fun winning. More more right that, answers. That's right. They mm-hmm. got to win. If they don't win, they're never going to have fun. So they got to be able to beat you. They got to be able to win, you know. But they also have to learn how to fail in a positive way. Like they, every time they fail, it can't be ears down and tail tucked, right? Because – there's some times that they fail and it's not because they did something wrong. It's that they made the wrong choice. Well, the whole d- deal to this thing is we want them to make choices without us. Right. Right. So we got to be willing to hold Hey, that was the wrong choice, but I like the effort. Right. Let's try this behavior. That's mm. all this thing is. It's very, when you break it down that way, it's simple, but it's the hardest thing in the world to do. <laughs> but oh yeah it's, it's easy to say <laughs> but when you're up there on the yeah. line <laughs> yeah. and your the emotions is what gets yeah. you you know yeah. as soon as, as soon as those emotions kick in you want to you know give well, a correction or, or do the wrong thing it's easy to do it and, and you you've talked to me before and that's where i've really tried to make a a major change in my way of going. It has. I see, you know, my dogs are happy and, and, yep. and running. They know the rules. You know, no, and it doesn't know. mean that it don't mean that you don't correct them, right? It just no. means that you consistently correct them in certain spots and they know when it's coming. It's not, uh, that, you know. That, I mean, I haven't corrected a dog and, you know, a good dog. But when they got corrected, they done knew it was coming exactly when it was yeah. coming and exactly yeah. what it was going to be for, you know, and, and they were probably better and, for and, it. And that's the whole deal. If they don't get better, it's not worth doing. And the dog will take that. You know, that's what you told me. The dog will take that. They, they, they're willing to accept that because it was, they, 
It was fair. Done it they to their sale. It's fair. Yeah, they didn't get it because of any kind of miscommunication or misunderstanding. They got it because they they took a, a choice they knew the answer right. to and right. made the wrong choice. Yeah. And 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 as a dog trainer, you our job is to put them in those situations right by design, and they get much better from them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. and that's the whole deal. I mean, and, um, it's easy to say, hard to do. Oh, my. <laughs> oh gosh I, I you know that's one of those uh, you got to concentrate you gotta, oh yeah yeah you got to concentrate I, I tell people i run my youngest dogs a lot of times first because i want no, no. i got they deserve that concentration my older ones are going to be less apt to make those mistakes and right i tell a lot of young trainers i'm like man if i can give you any advice start at the bottom of your stack and work your way up don't well i'll, I'll give you this one uh yeah one little tweak to that though jim I used to always run the best one first and then start from the bottom because I figured if Clooney couldn't do this test, this oh, well, yeah. <laughs> this little guy sure as hell don't have no chance. You, you so, overdone. Yeah. If Ali was on a stakeout chain looking at me like, man, I don't know what the hell we did. Uh, We're going to redo it, boys. Yeah, Back up and punt. Yeah, no, you know, I, I, yeah. look, I'm no oh, fool. Test, dog. Oh, yeah. I've done yeah. it, buddy. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Hey, how, what, what if we throw a few things at Ryan, Jim, let's, on right. some dog topics? You up for that, Ryan? Yeah, go ahead. All right, my, cool. My favorite thing that I've from Ryan over times I've talked to him is teaching that short retired, right? That, that blowed my mind the way you done that the first time I seen you. Check a dog down with a check whistle. Mm-hmm. Just explain that how how you teach them and, and your process of the short retired. It's a short bird and the dog's blowing through it. Is what you're saying, right? Too. The dog's just yeah. blowing through it like a selection bird. Yes, that's right. Yeah, my first instinct is to break the dog down with a come in whistle. So don't stop him. Don't stop him. Mm-hmm. Just let him. You got to let him go through the area, right? Like you got to let him commit it. So they're running boogity boogity boogity, and they just never even think about stopping. They get a couple jumps deep of it, I'll immediately just start blowing a come-in whistle. And it becomes, yep, just like that. Toot, okay. toot, 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 toot. Now, when you first start doing it, if it's if I get an older dog from somebody that hasn't done this, they'll just they'll hear a whistle and sit, right? Yep. yep. I just keep blowing a come in until they start moving their feet. And when they move their feet, I stop. What I'm trying to do is teach the dog it's basically a, a command to hunt. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh so we'll we'll use that to break them down. Now, naturally, if the dog shows no inkling to breaking down of that, I will blow a sit whistle, but immediately start blowing it. You know, I want their feet moving. I don't want them sitting there looking at me. So I'll either get the gunner to come out, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole principle is, is I want the dog breaking down on his own, right? I I, I want them to start to recognize scent you know they might smell the bird boy they might smell foot traffic dog scent you know something on the ground without me stopping them because to me if you can smooth them through this thing on the front side there's no such thing as popping like if you if you constantly fail a mark and the first correction you have is to stop well, then you kind of sometimes can lead towards a dog that is maybe a little unsure 
of what they should be doing and they immediately pop. That becomes the auto default. That's what you need to be careful of. Um, but my whistle break them down. And then as they get better at it, you know, I've taken dogs that were, I'm looking at one of them on the wall right now. And I learned this from Danny because of this guy. Uh, there's an old dog named Brutus that was just awful at it. I mean, he, it was almost a game to him. He loved to run and he loved to run far, right? Uh, let's take a couple steps back and you want to talk about short birds. And I think you guys were talking about it on the podcast I listened to about stretching puppies out too young, mm-hmm. right? About teaching them to run at the guns mm-hmm. because their eyes may not be developed. And I think most people are really too quick to get dogs to run far, you know, like a long bird. They think it's cool, right? Let me tell you something. It's easy to teach these Labradors how to run far. Especially because coming out there, mama, yeah, they want to run to the tree line. So my my whole thing is I'm trying to teach them short birds first. Like I want them marking a lot of birds inside of 150, 100 yards, right? I want them comfortable there, breaking down there. Because I think once you ingrain run to the end of the field, it's really hard to go the other way. You know, and, and I, through my experience, I have had more dogs not become solid all-age competitors because they couldn't reliably dig out short birds than that they couldn't reliably get a long retired gun. Mm. Does that make sense? 100%. Yes. It, 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 you know, and I think most people look at it the wrong way. I think you should build uh, these short birds in at a younger age, you know, as opposed to like a standard derby double, everybody's worried about them going to the short bird, going back to the old fall. I'm inclined to throw that double the other way, make them check down last. So you would throw that long bird as the get go them, bird, right? Get them comfortable checking down last. Because what do hate? What do your four year olds hate hate to do? Check down. There you go. And even the master hunter, right? Yeah. It don't matter. They all the same way, but they hate to get one. That, 20 yards when they've been a hundred. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I, but I think they can get really good at it. I've had some, that's the only way they would do it, you know, but, um, I think, it, so I think that the breaking them down is, it's, it's part of a mentality, right? I don't think it's necessarily, it's all part of one big thing. And that's getting the dogs comfortable hunting in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think by just blowing a come in whistle, if you can teach that, that correction and we let's call it a correction, right? Because when we blow the whistle, when we giving them information, that's a correction mm. because after the next whistle, if they don't comply, what are we going to do? I mean, we can't be pushovers there. Right. So anytime we take control of the situation, I look at it as a correction, even if we never touch the button because we're teaching them. No news is good news. That's a good way to put it. If they don't hear us, they're doing the right things. Uninterruption is is learning. Right. So the least amount of interruption would be the dogs running through the fall area, right? Mm-hmm. They take two or three jumps. They're committed to going deep. We immediately toot, 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 and the dog starts hunting. The dog starts hunting in there, we leave him alone. Because at that point, it's his job to go get the bird. And the last thing I want to do on a short retired bird is to have to handle to the bird. 
Right. Does that make sense? Oh, like I'd like yes. for them to break down. They start hunting. I hope they find the guy in the holding blind, you know, and then slop around, figure something out. Oh, there's a bird. Then then we're gonna do it again tomorrow, right? I mean, that, he's, that he's just doing some su- success there. That's so it. That, and, that and it looks right. And in, in the end, he probably doesn't even remember me blowing that whistle to break him down in the beginning, right? But if I had to blow a sit whistle, make him sit, look at me, and then cast to the bird, that becomes a different thing. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know that they really would interpret it as, oh, I must, I'm overrunning this bird. Does that make sense? But but my, the way that I was taught to make the correction, it's the only time they ever hear that mm-hmm. is for blowing through short birds. So it becomes its own thing, right? It's kind yeah. of a, yeah. A, it's 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 separate, and and I'll, I'm not saying I would never stop them, right? There'd be there'd be a time that I would stop them, but I'm saying in general, dogs running through there, two 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 two, dog breaks down, and I hope he hunts and finds the bird. But in the end, if he doesn't find the bird, I'm gonna have the gunner come on and help him. So I don't want the dog looking at me, pointing to the bird. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So. That's that, you know. I guess that's what you're talking about, Jim. Yeah, it is. It is. I and mean, that, that was just so important in the game. It, it was funny, and and I've told this story on here. We we had run, uh, I had run back to back weekends prior to you coming up training with us, and uh, there at docks, and uh, uh, they had thrown indented triples. You know, our short mm-hmm. retired, and one of them, Adam was there, and we handled. 80 something out of a hundred on one test and then which all of mine handled in i went to another test i had the 20 that didn't handle 60s. yeah <laughs> yeah it's all adults and then he just laid back <laughs> and then uh, uh we went to another test or i was at another test and like 57 out of 66 handled on a on a on a and then a trip when i'm like i gotta you know i gotta get better to, and, and the whole week we trained you were training short retired Mm-hmm. And and the first time it's so funny. I tell this. I told you it was like the first time you blowed that coming whistle, that dog didn't stop. I was I almost like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And you're like, I've never <laughs> seen it. Like, I, you don't do it that way, you know. And I'm thinking, well, just I had to pull myself yep. back from like. But then when you we got to talking about it, and you explained it, man. For the next from till now, I trained that constantly. Two weeks later, I go run a master test. I run like 11 or 12 dogs first series into a triple and handle one out of 12. There you go. And had handled 10 out of 10 and nine out of nine two times prior to that. Just because I got them to understand how to, how to go. Right. I'm not saying it was that easy. Just no, it but you, for well, me. It, and, and also I think that a, a good message is that you understood at that point of like, I, I get it yeah. now. Like a light bulb goes off. Ah, this is a whole lot easier way to do this shit. You know? Oh yeah. So, I never knew how to do that. You know, you know, right. like I, 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 you know, well, I look, pressure yeah. on it and some things like that. But until you explain it to me, I would have, you know, I would have never figured that out. It's hard. So it, I mean, because oh, it's, it's kind of contrary, right? You're like, okay, what does it take? I mean, like if I would, if I would have to ask you guys, tell me, what does it look like when you have a dog that's very good at short birds? What does it look like on your side? Is that dog uptight? Is the dog relaxed? What's 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 it feel like? He's got to be relaxed. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I'm telling you the dog 100% has to be relaxed, correct? 
Yep. We know that it's a tight dog cannot really accomplish this thing other than pure luck. It stumbles on it. And yep. I've seen them kick it with their feet and keep running. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's how yep. tight uh, they were. Well, if I said, look, this dog has to be tight, but then we have to teach it something. And that means you're going to blow a whistle and point to an area. And then if it doesn't go there, what are you going to do? Burn probably. Okay. So <laughs> how long would it be that I, I, as a dog, I'm going, man, I, Shit, I hate them short ones, man. I hope he just lets me run to the trees because all the good things happen there. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's kind of like it's it's almost a it's a catch-22. I mean, you can't really treat it that way because I don't want to handle to the bird. If I do handle to the bird, it's for a reason. Right? Like, yeah. like a long flyer. Or, Let's say you get a, a one of them, and Jimmy, we've probably talked about this. I remember one time I was there, we were shooting in big hen pheasant flyers. Remember that? Yes. And I was yep. telling you, I want them to be 100 yards off the gun. Yes. So, right. right. In those situations, if I have a dog that keeps breaking to the guns, right, hunting the guns themselves and never really disengages the guns to hunt the bird, I will handle to the bird away from the guns. Kind of like a bridge mark. That's right. Mm-hmm. Same deal. Yeah. Now, if I have a dog that is just wandering 50 acres and never even looks up at the guns to, to correlate, hey, them guys threw the pheasant and it's 80 yards over here. If he doesn't even show recognition, I'm going to have the guns help that dog because I want them to look at the guns more. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. You know saying It's the same we could have two different dogs back to back on the same throw, but the way the dogs are responding would, would determine if I actually handle to the bird or if I have the guns help to the bird. And, it all and depends I look on, at short birds the same way. It all depends on if the dog needs to be drawn toward the gun or pushed away from or the away. gun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You know, so we're basically trying to enhance their abilities there. You know, because the whole time we're trying to teach them these things, you have to be careful to not send mixed messages to this animal of doing the things that it's supposed to do and it can do well, you know, like find birds. And that's the art. That's the trick, you know, to, 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 for them to be disciplined enough to do a 300-yard angle entry water blind, but also have the wherewithal to hand them the ball and say, hey, go dribble and score. Because that's what they have to do to win opens. You got to give them the ball and say, hey, here it is. Go score. I got you in the spot. Yeah. But they have to step it. up and do it. You know, we can't do it for them. And, and, and if you train them that way, like, hey, even my puppies here, I make them hold the ball. Hey, you got to carry the ball, too. You know, it's not just me. And the more we can get them to rely on themselves and making good choices and, and being comfortable carrying the ball, that's how you build winners. I guess so. You know, I and, guess you know it's the same thing making master hunters. Like, and 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 like right now, if I had, if you called me and said, "Hey, I want to send," I will train any dog because the basics are basic. And I'm telling you, any puppy that started, if they have a good foundation, they can go anywhere from that. You know, but it's all the same. Ryan, have you, you ever know, thought about transition? Have you ever thought about moving to Tuscaloosa? <laughs> I, you know, I gotta tell you a story about that though. So, <laughs> Adam done a help wanted uh, podcast last time. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> Adam, I had a, I had a guy. So Timmy, and most people that's been around here know Timmy. He worked for me for a long time since 2008. He's been he'd worked for me, and I had this other guy named Danny Paul throwing birds for me. Both great guys. Danny Paul comes to work one day. Well, it's probably his first week, and he got an Alabama hat on. And uh, so when he's in there, I say, Danny, you know, I showed him how to work a pooper scooper because that's a pretty important thing around here. So he's picking up the air yard, you know, and Timmy hollers, Danny Paul, he says, you know, you're going to stay on that shit bucket until you change that hat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess I, I guess I could move, but I have to buy me some new hat. That purple and gold, or, or I can take Danny Paul. I can take Danny Paul with me over there. Yeah, he fit in. Yeah, he fit right in up here, baby. <laughs> yes, oh, good stuff. Adam, Can I talk? You got anything? Yeah, I was gonna say. Let's. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few things written down. Go ahead, Hey, all right, so we're forced into the pile. This is bouncing around. All right, so we're forced into the pile. You got the dog that flares a little bit. Remember, we're talking about not a big bow, but just a little bow to the left, mm-hmm. and they want to come in the back of the pile and get the bumper. All right, right. maybe they, during, during force, you know, when you start showing it to them, maybe they had to, um, I don't know, you know, the ones that are a little leery of the pile. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. All right, so I, do, I don't, I don't, I'll tell you how to work them out of that problem where I don't see what you're talking about. But, and it's easy step as you go back to what I call force to the pile, but it would be my force to the pile in force fetch. So when I'm force fetching a dog, the last step is I will put out a pile of bumpers just like it looked like uh, our pile would be on force to the pile. Yep, I do that too. And, Keep going. And I make sure that they come in from the underside, they pick one and get back to me. And and then if I go out to the real double T and I start my double T and I start to see a little bit of shopping or I don't like the way they're going into that pile, I walk to my truck and I get my rope and I immediately do a session. And it's just fetch, back to heel, and fetch. And, uh, you know, you do that once, twice, and the and that light bulb goes off, and, and it's an important thing because look, we're working on all these tools in our tool belt, right? I mean, we're starting with fetch, and when I get to double T, I want those tools to be working, and that's part of it, right? That's that's you truing what you taught him, mm-hmm. you know. So there's always a step that you can go back. Yeah. So so the the pile thing, I would have one hundred percent standard of you're gonna go about this thing the way we we do it and if he doesn't understand that then i'd make him understand how we approach a pile you know how we get in there i mean i want it to look like bowling pins i mean and i will stack them on top of each other like i want them laying on each other i want it hard for him to go in there and grab the one he wants right because i want him to shop at that moment i have total control right and to me going in the back side of the pile is shopping yeah, because he ran over twenty of them. You know, what are we doing here? Let's pick one up and get back. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's you can clean that up pretty quick on with force to the pile, but small. I mean, I'm talking five feet away from it. Right. And then you work back. The flaring thing, you know, there's tons of ways to to deal with it. Um, I like to use chairs. I mean, if I see it, I'll put a chair out. 
but the the thing is, is I guess the hard part about flaring is what I like to kind of create or, or know what caused it or what that you know I'm I'm always really paying attention to a dog running on my double T line for flaring because I want to know when it started, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because then I have a chance to maybe teach them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, if I have a flaring deal, I'll definitely. I, I mean, I've had dogs where I had five, six chairs out there, all the way down where, through there, all the way through there, where it's just no big deal when I'm done. But if you definitely see it on, on the on double T or T work, I would do something. And definitely, I wouldn't just uh, ignore it for sure. Right. That's and, and the pile thing, I I would like to see personally. I'd like to see him going at that pile the same way every time. And that's from the closest side. You know, look, I, I'm not saying, oh, he ran over two bumpers to get the third one. That's not what I mean by it. There's right. a certain way they do it, you know. And sneaking in the backside almost looks like they want to steal a peanut butter sandwich from the judge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want you in front of me, Halston. I'll be sneaking behind me. It's, it's kind of like the same thing on the receive, you know. You see some of these dogs, they get a – they kind of parade around on the backside. You know, I like to build that first look very solid. Like I want when they come in, their nose needs to break about at my knee, not five feet behind me. Yeah, right. I mm-hmm. want them swinging in and looking out, and that's a habit we build. You know, in Mar- starts doing marks. Well, then it starts with fetch, right? But it's the same thing, it definitely on marks, because that's where we see it, right? You'll see them. They're getting a retrieve that they're kind of losing discipline, and you start seeing them kind of start slacking behind you, right? Yeah. It's just poor habits. And, and what is just the dog telling you, hey, I'm about to really give half an effort here, mm-hmm. right? That's that's kind of what it is. Um, and I, don't know, I don't know how I've done it, but I got a whole group of dogs that heals in front of me and backs in real fast. That's how you want them. Well, Bobby, yeah, and, and I showed I you that it. correction. Yeah, no, ain't no playing around back there. Uh-uh, you know, don't get behind me. the work yeah. is all in front of us. It ain't, it ain't nothing but the truck over there. And if you want the truck, you you know, you probably don't need to be here. That's right. You know, and yeah. they'll, they'll tell you. <laughs> There's plenty of them tell you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see some of that out of these. Not to deal with. I see a little bit of that wanting the truck sometimes out of the dogs that that do that on the pile that, that come in the back yeah. side of it. Right. It's the yeah, same, yeah, and I think it's the same language, isn't it? It's the same language. It's it's an avoidance language, you know, and it don't mean, look, I've had some great dogs that were kind of generally that way. It don't mean in the end the dog's going to be, a, you know, too soft or whatever. It just means that they think about things a little different. So that means, you know, or maybe it's on the forgiving scale might be on the lower end, right? Mm-hmm. Can't make as many mistakes with this dog. Because uh, it's always a scale, but... Um, you know, the key is knowing the talent. If the talent is there, figuring out a way to communicate. I mean, it, it's we constantly go back to that. It's just, it's it's always, we got to know if they're good enough to begin with. Because, you know, some people want the dog to be Hussein Bolt, but they got an offensive lineman. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they look like me and Jimmy. You, know, you can't, you know, poor thing. What are you, you know, it's not really fair. Um, That's right. 
Yeah. So my my coach in high school counted off my forty by months of the year. There you go. I mean, he's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, behind you whooping you because you're not fast enough. Right? Yeah. You're going as hard as you can go. I'll give you, you know, a I, I was given effort to just all That's I it. had. You know? But if you yeah. but you know what? If you was given half of what you could, what he's trying to teach you is, you know, even if it if you give everything you got. And that's what, yep. you know, you'll be successful. And, and and I think if we could communicate that to our dogs, they're going to be successful, mm-hmm. right? If they got some talent, they're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, and if you make a mistake, do it a hundred miles per hour. That's it. Yeah. It's okay mm-hmm. to fail. If you fail in the right way, like, you know, if I gave you instructions, but let's say I wasn't super clear and it was your first day at work. And you went out and did the wrong thing, but you did it to 100% of your ability. You know, and I got back and I'm like, I mean, how could I be angry with you if I didn't take the time to really show you? And and it looks like you put a lot of effort, even though we're going to have to put in as much effort to fix it. Right. But, but I'm, you're not going to get chastised for it because if I go over there and knock you in the head with a hammer, the next time you're not sure, you're probably not going to try anything. You're just going to sit and wait for me to get back. Mm-hmm. And that's no good either, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, I got another I'll one. Can I throw you. at him, Jimmy? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Hey, all right. I'm a big believer in two sided healing, and if I may be 100 percent wrong, but I think you're a one sided guy. No, I I do both. You do both? Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, I thought I had a great topic there, but I but, was but but, but two but, versus but now, one. You know, I've had I've had both. Right, I. I I wouldn't be afraid to say, hey, this dog right here runs way better on one side, and, and we'll just run him on one side, and I have done that. Right. Uh, but, they, you know, to me, the more that they can learn, the better. Cool. Uh, I, I definitely don't think it's a bad thing. Now, I've had some dogs that move around too much. I might say, hey, one side. I That's don't want it. them flipping right mm-hmm. in front of me. Now – take that same dog and I get to a tough field trial and the flyers on the left at a hundred yards. Guess where I'm going to put him. You're going to put him on the right. Exactly. So I'm not, I will use every crutch that I can. Right. There ain't no doubt about it, but also I'll use that crutch in training for a positive manner too, for my benefit. Meaning if I think the dog is leaning on a crutch, I will use that in training if I want a correction. And there's some dogs that do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I'm definitely not opposed, and every one of them I'll teach it. Because I, for one thing, if you, if you heal a dog on the left and the right, and, but if you force fetch them on the left, right? Mm-hmm. Just if you want to really test and see if that dog understands what the command is, put him on the right. You'll probably, you'll know it immediately. If, if the dog understands the word fetch or if he's just kind of seeing a picture, which I think dogs learn in pictures, you know, like when you're priming one to learn something, <laughs> they kind of see it you know, as a Polaroid. Yeah. Well, if you change the picture, does he know the verbiage? And that's the hard part to teach him is the language, right? Because first of all, we never say fetch the same way every time. I mean, think about it. I mean, you, you're doing force fetch with a dog. I'll watch people do it. They'll say fetch, and it's in 10 or 15 different tones throughout the lesson. Uh, you're already being inconsistent, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
You're so, 100% right. You you could have a dog on the left going through force fetch, and then go to your right side, and right. he's going to no-go you. So I will teach him right-sided healing to test my left-sided healing, and then I'll put him on the right. You know, I'll use that thing to test, you know, out of each step. Uh, now, once they get to a competitive age and I really start trying to dial in this particular dog, I'm not going to guarantee I'll ever run them off the right again. Right. But I may, you know. Um, <laughs> never say never. Huh? Uh, never. But is it a bad thing for them to learn? Hell no. Uh, you know, it's just sometimes you'll see one. The classic example is a real high-powered dog that moves around a whole bunch, and then they're whooping on the dog on the line, but and then they're switching sides on the mat. And I'm like, well, I mean, at what point does it become okay to go forward? You know, you shit, you just told them to come on the left, and then you're moving them again on the right. All of that is happening in front of me, you know. Uh, Pat, Pat Burns and I talked about this one time and it made the most sense. He said, what's wrong with saying, sit and stepping over the dog. That's what I do. I've taught a lot of dogs that since then, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if, if I have, if I, I walk to the line almost on my left on side. Left. Yeah. And yeah. And step over, I'll get up there and say, sit instead of flipping my hand to the other side, yeah. I just step across them. See, I think that's the way to do it. Cause you, you to me, you're still holding your standards. Yeah, and like you if said, you had a dog that was bad about moving forward, right? And you said, "Okay, here's the law, Hoss. No more across my toes." Well, when we get to the mat and sit, and you step over us, you, he never broke the rule. He never broke the rule, right? But if you say, "All right, go to the other side," yeah, you then broke it for him. Contest, Shoot, no, and 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 you'll see him do it. I've seen him do it at a trial in a hairy spot. Dogs getting a little bit anxious. That the 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 handlers getting nerved up. Here the dog starts flipping like popcorn in front of them. I mean, how good would you feel on the water blind when you're fixing to say back and they looking up at you doing circus tricks? You know? um, so, you know, there's a certain way of sitting and a certain way of sitting. Uh, I love it. So, that's, that's good stuff. Good but stuff. but as for, like, them learning things, man, you, you know, I'm for teaching them as much as they can learn because I – once they, if they can learn how to use their brain and manipulate us in a positive way, you got them licked, dude. Like it's the game is over. Mm-hmm. That's the whole deal. I mean, we're trying to get them to offer behaviors to us, not force them into. We we're trying to get them to do this behavior willingly, because that's what's going to win, right? Yeah, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna finish an open test without some form of them digging down and saying i want this bad enough for whatever reason that may be you know artificial or not they still have to want to do it and and the days of punishing one into doing that that's long gone those dogs won't will not win yeah i and totally that's agree not, I, that's it that's at every level i mean from at every level right? master, master even at, yeah, even finish. the hunt yeah, yeah. Man, it's all of it i'm telling you them oh, dogs yeah, are good you, you every once in a while you'll see some of those older gentlemen who haven't changed or haven't done it in a while. They bring them dogs in. You're like, oh, I remember what that looked like. Yeah, you know? and it's glaring. You can see it. Everybody, it's nobody obvious, wants to see like, it. Nobody and nobody wants to see it no more. Man, they, nope. clients don't want their dogs looking like that. Nobody wants nah. to run a dog looking like that. You no, for no. their head up and proud of it, man. Yeah, I mean, if it goes if it goes down in flames, let's light it. 
That's right. Yeah, good, good or bad. Let's at least be out there giving, yeah. it, giving it I, hell the whole time. I, you know, when I had to pick a dog up, I, I'd say I want to have to pick them up. Like, don't you come in here to me looking. I want to have to start a fool and go find them. Yeah. That's that's picking up to me. Chase him down. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, you just got in this. There's one thing on their mind, and that's finding the birds. And I, I don't like getting on to a, a dog when they're looking for a bird. No, I can't hunt. stand it. I, no. I, it's That's a bad thing. That's a whole other topic. I, oh, yeah. We could go on for another mm-hmm. two hours. Yeah, right. No <laughs> doubt about it. Well, we 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 are past our hour, Mark. We're at about an hour and seventeen minutes, um, close to it. So, what y'all just want to call this one good, and we'll do it again another yeah. day. Yeah, that sounds good. I like talking shop. Anytime you guys want to do it, just give me a call. Awesome, Ryan. We we appreciate it, man. That's always fun talking to you. We truly appreciate your time, man. Hey man, same here. And look, like I said, anybody needs puppies done, we we back in the shingles back up, and I never got rid of my whistle. So we, <laughs> I tell we're you, back in business. hey Ryan, I tell you what, I want to do better yet than hopping on these phones, man. I want I want to do this in the flesh one day. Hey, let's do it. Man. If you have a couple of days, you could drive up here, and we can meet yep. at my place. Or if you don't want to leave, you know, maybe we could come down there for a couple of days, and mm-hmm. and and do this in person and. Spend a day together, and then then we could podcast that afternoon, man. I think that'd be yeah, that'd be fun. Unreal. That'd be fun. Let's plan on it. Okay. I tell you what. Maybe find me a turkey up there too. Oh, I I I tell you what, I might can make that happen. There you go. There you go. All right, I'm on, I'll be on the mission now. Now everybody out there, don't be calling me wanting to come kill turkeys. <laughs> We should have had this conversation after we hit quit, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, man, hey, Ryan, this has been an absolute pleasure. Hey, thank you, me. man. I enjoyed it, boys. That was sure. incredible. Jimmy, you all good, buddy? I'm all good, man. Ryan, thanks again. And, uh, no problem. Next man. time, guys. We'll, we'll, and we're going to do this again, Ryan. Like I said, all great information. That's what we're looking for, man. I hope everybody enjoys this. They should, if, they so. got, if, if they want to hear dog talk, it's as, it's as good as it gets right here. So that right there was good to me. To now. I'm just telling you. Hey, you know, it'd be fun, dude, is uh, questions, too. I like, you know, like if you have people writing questions, that'd be a fun deal. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're, we're working on getting our social media up so we can there you go. so people there you can go. say, hey, you know, we're going to have Brian on in two weeks. Send us a list of questions, and we see if we can get them answered, as many of them as we can or something. So next time we'll, we'll do a Q&A. There you go. Absolutely. I did, I've been, All right, boys. I've been jotting down questions the whole time we've been talking, so I, I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, remember that Remember that drill, too, now? I'm telling you, put a, t- put a bird boy right there. I, I, it was amazing. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna it's do fun. it for your older dogs, and I do like it. I like the application of the angle back drill, you know, standard the way you, you talked about it. Mm-hmm. But, I think uh, it gives them an idea before it. you just go to yeah. Go out I there. think it's just more control. I mean, but if you stick the bird boy in there and run it, and you'll feel it. Like you know, that's that's kind of a concept you'd see in all age state quite a bit, and it gives dogs fits, and it, it would be an easy way to teach them. Yeah. I'll show you in person what I'm talking about. Absolutely. I, I think no, I, I understand. Mean, I'm going to try it. Yeah, try it. Play with it with your older dog. Hey, they bad about flaring. I got, I got your cell phone now. You done messed up. Dog, go ahead. Give me a call, buddy. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, 
Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Doghouse Podcast. Jimmy Rogers, this was this was gold, baby. A 10 out of 10. Good one. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I'm going to let old, old Zach Bryan here take us out, man. But, Jim, thanks for thanks for hopping on here and another one in the books. We're closing in on 100 episodes. We've got to come up with something cool for that. So Yeah. Got to come up with something cool for that. So, All right. We out of here. She swears it is love. It's a damn godsend. She ain't no god.